Hi, everybody. Welcome to EdTech Tips in 10, CETA Sessions. I'm your host, Mitchell. And I'm your other host, Elena. Welcome to the podcast. And today we have Adriana Ojeda, the Instructional Technology Consultant with the Academic Technologies team within the Office of Teaching, Learning, and Technology, here to talk to us today about Turnitin. Adriana, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure thing. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me, Elena and Mitchell. As Elena said, my name is Adriana Ojeda, and I work here on campus with faculty and staff to sort of support and train them with uh, emerging technologies, um, talk through sort of the technologies that they're using in their courses and see if there are any ways that we can help out with uh, instruction and um, course content delivery and that sort of thing with tech tools. Awesome. Thanks for that introduction. And you know, I'm going to ask you, what's something fun or interesting or unique about you that others may not know? Yes. So I've had a second to think about this. And I think, I guess I'll go with um, the fact that I lived in Taiwan for six years. That's something that not many people know, I think. Uh, So I lived there for a year um, as a high school exchange student. And then I uh, went back actually for my undergraduate degree. So Uh, I stayed in a southern city of Taiwan called Kaohsiung, and I got my um, four-year bachelor's in um, foreign languages and literature. Yeah, I had no idea. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Okay, so let's jump right in. Today, we're talking about Turnitin. So let's just start off with the basics. What is Turnitin? thing, yeah. So Turnitin is a tool, a technology tool that is found within ICON, and it's one that takes student papers or written assignments or um, discussion posts, that sort of thing, and it compares them or it looks at their originality in comparison to other written papers or documents out there uh, throughout the internet. It looks at um, essays, journal articles, websites, that sort of thing. So Adriana, uh, many people when they hear the name Turnitin, it tends to make them kind of nervous from experiences they've had in the past. A lot of people view it almost as like a disciplinary tool, and it's seen as a source of anxiety in their courses. But uh, could you speak a little on how instructors at the University of Iowa utilize Turnitin in their courses in ways that are useful for like learning? Absolutely, yes. So speaking about that, I also can totally uh, empathize with the fact that it can be anxiety inducing as a student when I was having to turn my papers in, uh, you know, using Turnitin, that was kind of a scary experience. And I remember as a TA, uh, when I taught and had to use Turnitin to sort of check for, you know, plagiarism and that sort of thing, uh, it wasn't always necessarily the best experience, but I think it can be made into one. And I think a lot of the instructors that are using it here at the university are doing it in the, the right way, so to speak. So I think Turnitin, uh, it is, of course, a plagiarism detection tool, and it is one that will compare, you know, written assignments and submissions against what's out there for originality. But it can also be used, and I think it should mainly be used as a learning experience and a student engagement tool. Uh, So what I mean by that is it can be used as a tool to sort of um, look at how exactly students are using citations, how exactly are they, you know, doing their research and what sorts of things are they pulling in from that research and, you know, the the reading that they do externally. Um, You can use it to sort of have a dialogue back and forth between you and your students and make that in and of itself a learning experience. So the students will be able to see sort of, you know, 
is what they're doing aligning with what the teacher or the instructor for that class is expecting? Um, is there any particular place where they maybe should have paraphrased differently? So I think that's going to be the key there. And I think that that is a lot of times how instructors are using it, which is great because it turns from sort of an anxiety inducing experience to one of dialogue and learning and sort of constructive uh, criticism in that it will help them better their own writing and their own research skills uh, moving forward into other classes. I really appreciate that um, different use and different perspective of Turnitin. So thanks. Thanks for sharing that. On a similar tone, what are the best practices for using Turnitin? Absolutely. Yes. So there are sort of two ways to get to Turnitin through ICON. Uh, so there is the external tool uh, submission, which I'll talk about in a second. And then there's also the internal tool or the plagiarism framework. And that's the one that I recommend faculty go with just for simplicity's sake and to make it as seamless as possible for their students as well. So the uh, plagiarism framework, you would go about accessing or kind of having available for your students by going into your Canvas assignment and selecting online tool submission um, or rather online submission rather than external tool. So as soon as you click online submission, you're going to see below um, that there will be a plagiarism framework option and there you can choose Turnitin. The external tool would be going into um, that submission type and choosing external tool and then choosing Turnitin from the drop down menu. But as I said, I would highly recommend faculty turn to the plagiarism framework uh, just so that it's the most simple for themselves in, term in terms of user experience and also the most um, straightforward for their students in terms of also user experience on their end. It really sounds like it is easy to get up and running with something like Turnitin. It does sound with what you said that it could be a, a great learning tool and something that could help students learn how to write kind of in the long term for research or just any educational purposes. Going along with an instructor starting using Turnitin, are there any tips you have or any things to look out for? that can uh, happen when an instructor turns on Turnitin, either through that framework or the external tool? For sure, yeah. So there are a few settings that you'll notice um, right when you start getting it set up that can help make it exactly what you're looking for in terms of using Turnitin, the, the kind of use case that you're looking to use it for for your classes. So the first setting you'll notice when you enable Turnitin as a plagiarism framework is store submissions in. So this particular setting will have two options in a drop-down menu. The first is standard paper repository. That option is going to be best if you're only having your students turn in one version of a paper, a final uh, draft, that sort of a thing, because what it does is it retains that information as an original submission. And so if they go to then upload another version, a second draft, a finalized version, or anything like that, it's actually going to compare their first version against the any subsequent versions that they upload. So if that's the case and you want them to upload multiple versions of one paper, you're going to want to go with the second option there, which is do not store submitted papers. Um, and so that's really great for draft assignments in that it does not compare any uploads that they create with any previous uploads that they've done um, for that particular assignment. And then there are also a couple other settings just below that one. There are, for example, um, compare submissions against. So there you can choose what you want their original submissions to be compared against. So there you can choose student repository. So it looks at other student original papers, website content. So that would look for web content across the web. 
periodicals, journals, and publications. So that would look at published papers, journal articles, that sort of a thing. Uh, and then below that, there is a final setting called similarity report. So what Trinidad also does as you start getting your student submissions in, you're going to see a similarity report. Um, and that's going to show you the sources that it's finding that kind of match with the student submissions. So there you can actually exclude bibliographic material. So it's going to not look like they've quote unquote plagiarized, uh, you know, things that may just be bibliographic material. Uh, same thing with quoted material. So if it's a research paper that you expect there to be a lot of quotes being pulled directly from external sources, you may want to exclude that if, you know, you don't want that to count towards that similarity report or the similarity score, which gives you a, a kind of holistic number that shows uh, what percentage, so to speak, you know, is may be plagiarized. But on the other hand, if you are planning on using this as more of a learning tool, uh, sort of an open dialogue between you and your students, those things may be things that you do want to capture. Uh, you know, you may want to look at quoted materials and be able to see how much of the paper is quoted materials. Does that align with your particular field sort of expectations or uh, what you as an instructor were hoping to see for your students and for their submitted materials? Yeah, so there are a couple other options with that, but I think one of the main uh, or most important ones would be that store submissions in that first setting, just to remember the key difference between the two. One would be good for drafts and one would be better for just a single one-time submission. Awesome. Thank you for all that. I think that this information has really kind of debunked Turnitin in a way, made it seem a lot less scary and, and also hopefully opens the door for um, instructors who are curious about Turnitin but have never made the leap. Is there anything else you feel like uh, instructors should know about Turnitin before we go? Uh, I guess I would just like to end with the fact, uh, kind of a reiteration, that this can be really beneficial as a learning tool and as an engagement experience for students and for yourself as an instructor in the classroom. And, um, you know, if you are planning on using it as more of a traditional plagiarism detection tool, I would just recommend that you really focus on defining what plagiarism is to you as an instructor, but also what it may be for your particular field, because I think there are a lot of students that may be taking classes that are outside of their field or maybe, uh, you know, uh, not quite exactly what they're planning on going into in the future. So it's important to make sure that everyone is on the same page in terms of what they need to know, how to prepare, how exactly to go about uh, conducting research and what to pull from original research articles and that sort of thing. So just making sure that uh, you, know, you do very clearly explain and uh, dissect what it is you want for your students and for yourself in going forward and using Turnitin as uh, an assignment and sort of analysis tool for your classes. Well, Adriana, I really learned a lot about Turnitin today. I think there were a lot of things that I had not thought about before in terms of why Turnitin is useful and how it can be used as a learning tool in the classroom. And I think both instructors and students would benefit a lot from kind of hearing your perspective of things and why it is a useful tool. So um, thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope to see you again on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, thank you so much, Adriana. And we'll see you all in episode 14. If you ever want to book a consult with one of us, the CETAs, the Student Instructional Technology Assistants, feel free to send an email to CETA, that's S-I-T-A, at uiowa.edu. 
and one of us will get back to you to set up a meeting. All right, okay. see you soon. See you soon. Bye.